Good morning, Consuela. Coffee, please. And some toast with jam. Blackberry jam, if we have it. And some ice water as well. And two ibuprofen. I have a terrible headache. Three ibuprofen, in fact. <laughs> Glenn, I'm sure you've eaten already, but will you sit with me, please? He took a seat in the middle of the table. Margaret sat at the far end. Did you sleep well? she asked. I did, thank you. I usually get up with Red and the others, but today I have a terrible headache. Uh-huh, Glenn said. She rubbed her eyes. Consuela! That ibuprofen! Consuela came running with pills and a glass of water. Margaret took them without saying thank you and handed Consuela back the glass. I've changed my mind about the toast. Do we have marmalade? <laughs> Orange marmalade? C. I'll have that in instead of the blackberry. Thank you. Yes, Mrs. Barrow. Margaret turned her attention back to Glenn. So do you like horses? She asked. I don't know. I've never been around them, really. I'm sure you'll come to like them as much as Red and I do. I grew up around horses, you know. Oh, yeah? Yes. Back east. That's where I'm from, you know. Connecticut. Wow. How did you get here? I mean, what made you come out here? Why, Mr. Barrow, of course. Red. I met him at a show in New York, and... She shrugged. We fell in love. Oh. Hey, y'all. We're here, eating Ralph's Italian Ices. Uh, so why'd you get Rainbow Ice? Because I like the rainbow one. What kind of white meat baby face are you? The Milk toast? The whitest baby faces. <laughs> the whitest kid you know. I'm the whitest kid you know. I also don't really remember a lot of their flavors off the top of my head. And so you go on the damn website. I, no, that was that's too much. That's how do you find out what you want? I just I remember so you rainbow, just so I said stick with rainbow ice. I the rest of your life, Jesus Christ! If I go man. to the place, I get something that's what else. They taught you in school not to branch out, not to broaden <laughs> your horizons. If I go to the place, I get something else, but like it just popped into my head. <laughs> and a water ice at that. Yeah, you don't get a get nice cream. cream. I'm eating a nice peanut butter and jelly. You know what's on the bottom? Chocolate graham marshmallow. Yeah, that actually sounds really good. It is. You can't get that in the ice. Nope, no, because that cream. would be disgusting if it was made of cream. ice. Yeah, cream. you gotta get cream. the cream ice. Cream, 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 cream. Dan, how was your week? I sat on the couch most of the week and played video games, and it was the best week ever. I beat the South Park game, which is lovely, and just in time with that topical Cartman reference on SmackDown. Yes. And that was it. How was your week, Mike? It was a week. I feel like I had some sort of anecdote about it, but I don't remember. Yeah. Um, man, what did I... Uh... I don't know. I had a yard sale last weekend. Oh, oh, last weekend I went to Chikara. Oh, yeah. 15th anniversary show. How was that? It was, I, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't even ask you how it was. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, saw the... Uh, the unannounced farewell of the the great devious Ultramantis Black. That's that, sad. That was uh, you know, a, a big a big thing for me and Pazoo's there, and also for Elio. While Billy just stood there going, "What what's going on? What is he doing? What is he? He's going to Orlando? Yeah, he's going to Orlando. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What what yeah, he's like, I don't know what's going on. What's going? <laughs> like, dude, like I'm clearly a little emotional. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's 
fucking obvious what's happening here as he's leaving his gauntlets in the ring and the locker room is applauding him. And, and you said teased uh, unmasking. Yeah, he unlaced that bad boy, got on his knees, and then went... <laughs> I, I, I waved my arms. You mm-hmm. can't see it. Um, he did the Nuno hand wave. Yeah, Nuno, what's up, Nuno? <laughs> see um, you, Tito D. Next I was week. outside of Nuno's house. Oh, really? But I didn't see Nuno. Elio! Uh-huh. Hey, buddy. How are you? Man, that's sad. But yeah, that's a, that's it was a really good show, though. Yeah? A lot of fun. Um, what were some uh, highlights? Match of the night was definitely Fire Ant and Mr. Touchdown versus Eric Cannon and Jigsaw. Hmm. Definitely match that of the night. That sounds like it. Um, let me tell you, they got these boys there, the Cyberhawks, Hawks, Cyberhawks 2000. New boys, they debuted during the uh, like the, the secret season. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you probably saw them on one, of the, one or two of the episodes, right? Uh, probably. Let me tell you, they are real good. Hmm. They very much seem like they're kind of uh, there to fill the role of the colony with um, with Soldier Gone and like Silver oh, wow. and Bear Off and everything. It kind right. of seems like that's the idea of them, but they are really good. And they were in a, a four-way tag. That was a lot of fun. So Crossbones against Murloc, who was a big Piranha Boy. That was a lot of fun, too. Um, Billy doesn't know how to throw streamers. He threw one in the eye of uh, of one half of uh, Des Peloton. Um, <laughs> so that was like square in the eye. So then Bryce yelled a uh, strong style streamer throwing. Um, like that was, Wait, he said that? Yeah. Because like everybody saw it. It was a whole thing. Um, man, what else? Uh, Wait, did it, did it like not unravel? No, it, 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 it was just, he just threw a It was so forceful streamer. though. Like it started to unravel, but it was just so forceful that it just... You know, <laughs> it hit the guy in the eye, right in the eye. Um, and that match was really good too. Des Peloton challenging mm. uh, Crumbles and Defarge. It was a really good show. Um, I would definitely kind of recommend it to people. Wow, uh, who are you know kind of sort sort of into car or not into it? Mm-hmm. Like some somebody like you, where you know, like yeah, you you loved that one show, you hated that other one, you know. So and the other one was uh, ironically an- Anniversario. It was yeah during the darker days. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it was it was a real hoot. The main event, uh, the five on five tag was was awesome. Um, all sorts of old tropes, you know, from like Chikara past. Mm-hmm. Really a, a super. You just had to throw that out right there, didn't you? Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Keep like, going. Uh, super fun show. Um, definitely had had shades of. You know, the, the Chikara Pass that I loved. Sure. Uh, like I said, I, I would definitely recommend it to people. It's already up for pre-order. Huh. Um, lot, lots of fun. You could probably see in multiple shots me and Elio and Billy and Pazoos standing, uh, standing along well, the wall. The, oh, yeah, the, you know who was in front of us in line? Who? Good old Jeff Cannonball. Oh, really? But, but go on. Um, did you say hi to him? No, I wanted to, and then like I just lost sight of him. Oh, how can you lose sight of Jeff Cannonball? I think he was by the bar. Okay, uh, Jeff Cannonball is hard to miss. Uh, big, big old bald guy. He's lost a lot of weight. Good for him. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's really dropped. Well, a lot we'll, of we'll see him uh, next week then. Um, T O D T O D T O D tournament of Jesus. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Well, the the one picture I saw of Ultramantis Black's retirement. There's Pazoo's peeking through some people's heads. Looking real sad. <laughs> yeah. The blood. The pride. Survive. Mm-hmm. CZW. Why did Leo Rush lose the title? I don't know. Uh, you know, that's something. Leo Rush lost the title to Davey Richards. Um, 
don't know. But now a, a pretty cool sounding uh, Fatal Four Way is scheduled. Yeah, with Davey and Leo and Gacy and Strickland on the next show. That yeah. was pretty solid. The next show is looking real good. That uh, MJF versus Trevor every, Lee. Every, every show yeah. <laughs> this year has been has looked real good. Good old ECBB East Romero coming back versus AR Fox. Mm. Yeah, it's looking real good. Although, I mean, it, to be fair, it is not the next show. The next show is. Oh, T-O-D, of course, T O D. Yeah, that's T-O-D. my mistake. O D. No, I said it was next show. T O D. Where are you guys sitting for that? Second row. <laughs> Damn. We're gonna get blood on us. Yeah. Where is the show? Delaware. Some fucking farm in Delaware. On Deej's parents' farm. Yeah. And we're gonna get glass flying at us. We're gonna get blood. And we're gonna get. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the matches. It's good. No, it's just gonna be Elio. One of the matches is fans bring the. <laughs> I thought you were no, going to say they were doing a live sex celebration. I would well, I mean, it depends on who's, who wins. We just no, might. But, uh, it, it's uh, fans bring the weapons. So Yeah, they're doing a fans bring the weapons, my, so we're going to build some weapons. My girlfriend's going to help me build a weapon. Mm-hmm. We're trying to brainstorm shit. And Elio's girlfriend's going to help him. Build a pickaxe. Hmm. See, I want to do a thumbtack spatula. That's what, yeah. That's pretty good. That's where I got the idea was because you said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Because I, I was... told Maria, let's make a thumbtack spatula. Ugh. She's like, you're demented. Maybe like, no, it's just Mike. No, she's, um, she's she's actually she thinks this sounds real cool. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, "Now that she told me, now that's a show I'd like to go to." And I said, "No, no. it isn't. No, 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 no." <laughs> She'd be terrified. Yeah, uh, I, I told you, you'd get blood on you. They've announced so far, you know, barbed wire craziness, doorway to death, light tubes and cinder blocks. Oh God, pains in the glass. I can't. Fangs bring the weapons. Four corners of pain. We gonna see Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> Yeah. We all see Ricochet that's, Page. That's crazy that that they brought uh, Jimmy Havoc yeah. over for TOD. That's that's that's, that's wild. Yeah, we're gonna have a real. Hoop. That's gonna be really. Cool. Oh, we're gonna see a scaffold match too. You bet we are. And Why don't? What's Tremont doing? He's in the fans bring the weapons against Madman Pondo. That's right. Why don't you take a box of Thin Mints mm-hmm. and, and eat them? Thumb <laughs> and put thumbtacks in each one of those and hand them to people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And say T O T. Oh, but we don't try gee. to hide them. We hot glue the, t- the thumbtacks mm-hmm. onto the top of the cookie. Oh, I was just going to say you stick them through. No. We, <laughs> so that it's not hidden. It is right there. And we go, enjoy the cookie, T-O-D. <laughs> and there are a bunch of roofs of mouths are getting real bloody. Roofs of mouths. Hey, Dan. What's up? What are we talking about today? Hey. How many matches you want? That's what I was gonna say. It's been a long time since it, since I've been asked. Yeah, like yeah. last week. Yeah, but well, no, we didn't ask. We last didn't. Week. We did. No, we didn't. We didn't. No, we missed Are you it. Positive? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I won well, the last time. I'm. That so was two weeks ago. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I would okay. remember. All right, man. Then how, where were you last? That's time? the lead singer. A train. It is. Hey, soul sister, your tears are dripping. How, how did you know the lead singer of Train just by seeing? Because I know what he looks like. Oh, jeez. No, because, uh, because... Ooh, my friend might be at this. Oh, the singer of Train? In Golden State? I'm tired of sports! My friend, uh... No guitar- sports! Oh, your friend is, your friend is the lead singer of Train! No, he guitar texts for Train. Oh, Take a oh guess. really? Yeah. Take a guess. Take Wait, what, a where guess. were we last week? I don't know. Or two or last time. Alright. We were, like, 1,000-something. Okay. okay. I'm gonna guess that you were at... 1258! 1304. You're Lose. Damn it. 12.55. Oh my god. You were real close. You were so close that you could taste it. I could taste the thumbtack thin mints. Hey Dan, what are we talking about this week? Tell them. 
we watched the Colorful Characters collection on the WWE Network. We should have tweeted about this ahead of time so people could have watched too. Yeah. Yeah. Our Twitter is really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was a... It's really the collection? No, the Twitter. Oh. <laughs> Follow us at O Wrestling Pod LI. We tweet like once a week. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And it's usually, hey, here's the episode. <laughs> yep. No, we uh we watched all of these. Do you guys watch the uh the WWE nope. list at the end? Nope. No? Nope. Uh, I skimmed through it because the list sucks. Yeah. I didn't like the list. I thought Oh, you didn't like the list of vignettes? No, the, the show. Oh yeah, yeah no, that's why. I, that, yeah, that's why I said the list sucks. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Hey man, I don't like the show. Put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. He's a man, such a man, such a man. He's a real, a real man. And we're back. Man, remember when Nagini kills Snape? Mm-hmm. Oh. Spoilers, man. Oh, man. Alan Rickman was so and then, good. And then, Harry, take my memories. Put my tears <laughs> in this fucking vial, yes you will. <laughs> oh, Harry. Man, oh. Thank you. <laughs> After all this time. Always. He sounded like, like crab and boil or something. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. Man, Snake. Do you believe how hot Neville got? Yeah. Good for yeah. him. Started like that little chub boy, and then he was just like a beautiful man. When I was watching the movies to um, uh, to get to prepare for Orlando, mm-hmm. I was keeping track of the tr- of, of the uh, the progression of uh, of Neville. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you notice that they switched out? At, I think it was Goyle, like halfway through. Yeah, but then he goes back. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm absolutely positive because nope. he's in the last movie. Nope. Yes. Nope. 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 Yes. 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 Nope. 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 Unless I'm thinking of the wrong character. Probably. Who Goyle is probably thinking of like is Goyle like Ginny or something. No, is Goyle uh, Draco's goon? Yeah, grab it, cr- cat. Nah, man. <laughs> Grabbing Goyle. I'm telling you. Nah, man. It's switches? no. So you're no saying way. they switch back? There's a di- there's one of them. One movie. I think it's like Goblet of Fire or Prisoner of Azkaban or something. Where one of them simply is not in it. And then the next movie, he's back. No, no, no. He's in it. It's a different actor. They switch. Yes, but... yes, but that, He does not come back. No, the original guy... The, nope. the original both are in the last movie. Guaranteed. I don't think so. I, dude, I just watched it on, uh, on it Freeform the other day. Ooh, you know, I I wish there was a way to like get phone notifications whenever it's a damn Harry Potter weekend. Mm-hmm. They do it like once a month. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Yeah. Man, remember when... I'm Dob- telling you, Dobby's a good elf, and that dagger goes right into his belly. Good lord, I hated Dobby. Uh, I, I, I told Chamber you of you Secrets. Were wrong. When I watched Chamber of Secrets, I hated Dobby. I told Dobby. you wrong. And then, I told you. And then Dobby is a good elf. He's a good elf. Tell Dan. I was wrong. He is a good elf. Dan, you're not, all, you're not about this Harry Potter talk. He sacrificed himself. Oh, God. Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been waiting for? I have no intention of ever seeing the movies, guys. In years. We just spoiled everything for Dumbledore dies. Fuck. Harry marries Ginny. And then he... And, and, then, then, he's, and then he has mildly gray hair. And yeah. Like, go on, go to the fucking school. Yes, yeah. you will. 
and then and then Ginny still looks sixteen. Yep. Uh, and then Harry sees Draco on the platform, and they give each other a knowing look. Because I'm calm. Yeah. The only <laughs> the only movie of the Harry Potter series I saw was the last one. Well, that's a good why one would you to see. do that? Because I had no intention of actually seeing any of the movies. That's a good and then, one That's to like see. going to see the last Star Wars. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Why would you do? I bet you did that too. No, oh, I mean, yeah, I've seen all the Star Wars. <laughs> you went, you went, oh, and your favorite's probably Episode One, isn't no, it? No, no, you no. Love please, no, no, it's you bad. love that pod racing. No, it's you love Saboba. No, you love Watto. Oh, I'm Watto. Oh, Maximals. No. Well. Anyway, what a colorful conversation we've had so far. Speaking of colorful, we talked about colorful characters on the WWE Network. We sure did. You know who's probably the most colorful character? Velveteen Dream? No. Are you going to talk about Con? Luna Lovegood. Yeah. She's got those crazy goggles and whatnot. Luna's fucking weird, man. She, she's beautiful. Like now? Like she, she grew up to be like a beautiful woman. Haven't seen it. It? It. Yes. I'm, I'm just saying, she's a beautiful woman. Haven't seen a It's like seen most of those kids from those movies like, grew up to be just like gorgeous people. Yeah, they did. Like Radcliffe. Yeah. Watson. Yeah. Rickman. <laughs> yes. Uh, Grint's good looking, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's-his-face was in it? Um, Edward. What's his... Pattinson. Oh, Pattinson. Yeah, he's a guy with a fire. My son! <laughs> My boy! <laughs> oh, man, can you believe that? When, when Cedric, Cedric Diggory's dad has to see his body... He goes, my boy! And then Doctor Who shows up and he's like, Who were you expecting? Oh yeah, fucking Doctor Who's a snake person. Yeah. And he's like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> Friggin' pudding hands or whatever. And then was. Mad-Eye Moody has a match with superstar Billy Graham. Yeah, he does. Um, Man, Mad-Eye... Remember when Mad-Eye dies off camera? Yeah. Mad-Eye is dead. <laughs> you <laughs> don't see it. Remember when Hedwig gets shot out of the sky? And you're yeah. like, fuck, is Hedwig dead? And then he's not. And then he is. Oh, he is. Yes, yes, he's yes, yes, yes. And actually, I think Hedwig's a she. Oh, boy. But still. But then again, but no, but he's fine. He, she's huh? fine. We saw Hedwig on the line to get on the on train. On Broadway. <laughs> With Michael <laughs> Hall, C. Hall. He was in Hedwig. Um, so was, um, so was, um. MPH. Sorry, Neil not Patrick talking Harris. about colorful characters. We're talking about Harry hey, Potter. Man, you're telling me that Neil Patrick Harris is a colorful character? <laughs> He's a colorful character. <laughs> exactly. And this has been your episode. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Good night. Um, well, anyway, we started out with a nice intro. This to, intro was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was like a minute long. It was yeah. all I watched. It was, all, it was all you watched. <laughs> it was a minute long. It portrayed everything that we were going to watch over the next, like, eight hours. So what were you watching? How, why did it take you that so we, long? So we started with Fuji Vice from Tuesday Night Titans in 1985. Well, I'm mm-hmm. glad you wrote down the dates because I didn't. I don't have all of the dates. I oh, have Jesus. a few of them. I'm leaving. Yeah, my bad. <clears throat> um, so we started out with the high point of the entire collection. It's uh, Fuji Vice, it's absolutely. Fuji Vice. Fuji can't stop staring at the camera. He's so uncomfortable throughout the entire thing. It's yeah, no, unbelievable. He's happy. Yeah, no, he's, he, he's, happy. No, he's yeah, happy. He's happy. Uh, okay. But smiling. he's smiling the entire time. I he's just he was, staring at the camera. I thought it was a really awkward like no, dude, no, no. There's, there's the scene where like where they're tied up in the ropes and he's looking at the camera. Yeah, smiling. yeah, it's fantastic. So basically, kids are playing volleyball on the beach and then they find a dead guy in a ditch. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Mr. Fuji and Don Morocco show up. Hey, yeah. hey! Before that is the the police lieutenant who has a blatantly fake mustache. Yes, yes. Uh... And Don Morocco and Fuji show up, and then the sister of the dead guy shows up. 
She shows up and for Morocco and Fuji. Really? Yeah. yeah she yeah, runs she up does. and goes, Juan, Juan, it's my brother Juan. Yeah. And the <laughs> lieutenant's like, I don't see their family resemblance. <laughs> right. But also the hand, they show the hand that's underneath the uh, the tarp. And it is clearly a dummy. <laughs> like, they couldn't get you an actor. Juan a dummy? Yeah, they couldn't get an actor to just lay there on Wait, the beach. Fuji go there? <laughs> well, he's there smiling with his face in the sand. <laughs> Then Don Morocco starts talking to the sister of the dead guy, and it seems like he was hitting on her. And they end up in a bar. And in the bar, you can see Don Morocco very at... clearly reading his lines. Yep. Yes. He's yeah. looking off camera at, at his the cue cards. cards. <laughs> um, I mean, at, at some point, I believe it was right after the bar, but uh, there's a scene where I, I think they had to make a call. They go to a payphone. And, and Morocco says to Fuji, you got a quarter? I'll pay you back next week. Yeah, it's going to take him a week, <laughs> week to, to pay get him a quarter? quarter? <laughs> to get a court. I'm glad you wrote that yeah. down too. At that point, they went to the most 80s montage. You mean the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good chunk uh, of them running around with a quarter million dollars in a briefcase. Yeah, as we've all done. <laughs> um, and it turns out when they get to the uh, boat where. Uh, the, the Seahawk? The Seahawk, yeah. yeah. Uh, it turns out that they are trying to buy cocaine, mm-hmm. or they're cracking down on cocaine. Mm-hmm. They're trying. They're trying to find the cocaine. Yes. And then there's like, uh, it turns out that Angelica, the sister, was the Seahawk. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. They tie them up in ropes and they just kind of stand there while they get tied up. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird thing where Angelica says like, "Oh, I would never trust a man. You, you, I would never hire a man. You can't trust him." And she then calls in her male helper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was something. She also uh, admits she killed her brother. Right. She, who was and not Morocco, her brother. Yeah. not a brother. It was one of her, one of her guys. Yeah. Yes. And she he got, got too smart. Yeah. But Morocco yells, You killed your own brother? Angelica, I don't believe this. <laughs> While uh, Fuji just stands there and smiles. Smiles when, at the camera. So then when they get back to land, Morocco and Fuji just untie themselves right, they, seamlessly. Because yes. the reporters are talking about how like the lieutenant and them stopped this this whole thing. And then Morocco hears that and he's had enough. He goes, hey, wait a minute. It just yo, knocks the ropes off. We did this. And he says, we do, did this. And the news reporter says, who are you? And Morocco says, Vice Detectives Morocco and Fuji. But when he says Morocco, he points to Fuji. Yeah. And when he says Fuji, Fuji he, he points, points to himself. himself. I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then... They ask, why, the reporters ask, why did you do this or whatever? And Morocco responds with, we did this for our country, mm-hmm. USA. Um, yeah, Fuji Vice is a great thing. It's so good. Um, not long after was Fuji General. Oh, that wasn't which, on there. No, it was not, but Fuji General is also worthwhile. It's not as good as Fuji Vice, but it's worthwhile. I'm sure we're going to go seek that out. Um, I rated this a solid 10 out of 10. What, what, a, what a great <laughs> thing. I've always wanted to get a Fuji Vice shirt, and I never have. And I would like to, because Fuji Vice is tremendous. Fuji just standing there, just being like an, uh, appearing to be an innocent old man. Oh my god. Uh, the next thing we had was the Million Dollar Championship, and this was from WWF Superstars in 1989. Um, this was basically Ted DiBiase going into a jeweler in Greenwich and trying to get his championship made. So it started out with DiBiase inside of a limo, Holding a bunch of money, because that's what he did. He just sits there and holds money. And he starts explaining where Vince McMahon lives, which is Greenwich, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Um, they stop outside of a jeweler's place and walk in, and he demands 
for the million dollar championship to be made. But he's speaking to the jewelry the jewelry store like staff while staring directly into the camera. Yes. So he's he's talking to the camera and going, I want, I want, you, I want you to go to your manager and get him because I want a belt. And then they go right away, <laughs> standing behind him. They go right away, Mr. Didn't DiBiase. They, didn't they argue it at first that they couldn't do it? Or am I making that up? The manager says something about that. He goes, we've never made anything like that before. Well, I've, I've got some fun facts for you. Because, yeah. uh, first of all, this was the actual jewelry shop where they had the belt made. <laughs> and the guy that then, you know, like the, the main guy whose name I'm forgetting off the top of my head. But uh, the main guy that the DiBiase then is the actual He's the actual jeweler. <laughs> That's cool. The actual jeweler that made the belt. He's like this famous jeweler. Hmm. I, I don't remember. That's great. Bet- Bettenridge? Probably. Terry Bettenridge, I want to say it was. Uh, yeah, th- this was actually on location. Um, so then, I think, I don't know what happened next, but... Dean Austin leaves, yeah, he, he then leaves, comes back, comes back, back and, and he goes, I want... No, no, no. No, the not yet. Was third. Okay. And he goes, I want to see my belt. I'm like, well, it's, it's not, not ready. ready. You just gave him... Six. I don't care. I want... Ha, 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 I want to see my belt. Well... It, it, we we just got the order. It's not. I want to see it. If I'm paying for this for these goods, then you have to follow through. Let me see my belt. So then they go back into like the jewelry cave or whatever, and all the little jewelry trolls are. This guy's like plucking one diamond onto a side plate. He's like, <laughs> I need more diamonds. If it's five hundred, I need eight hundred. I'm rich. Ha <laughs> And then he he looks at like somebody is like sticking a flame on like something else he's mm-hmm. uh, I don't know it's a whole thing yeah so then he leaves again and then he comes back and that's when he's wearing a cape this time he's wearing, he's wearing dra- a cape. fucking Dracula cape well, why now, well I'll tell you why and this is not a joke that cape belonged to Vince that was Vince's cape why did Vince have a cape like that because he's Vince <laughs> I accept it. That was Vince's cape. Not one hundred percent. Not a joke. That's uh, crazy. So then they eventually show DiBiase the belt, and yeah. he kind of just has an orgasm. He comes, and <laughs> Virgil is very unamused. Usual. The entire time, Virgil's just standing there in the background, thinking he's more important than everybody else. Yeah, it's like, man, I can't wait till I'm selling eight by tens in the subway. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Did anything else happen after that? Nope, that was I think it. he just like laughed. Yeah, he laughed, and, and it ended. Okay. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good fun. Next is the Buddy Rose Blowaway Diet. That was from October 30th, 1990. I don't have a show written down. This, this is what Bullfit should have been. Yes. It is Buddy Rose uh, sh- selling his weight loss diet. Um, Buddy Rose is a big old portly man. And he's eating a bunch of junk. And he loses a bunch of weight, but he looks exactly the same, and that is that. Well, because the key is the, the blow-away diet. He yeah. pours the powder yeah. on him, and then you, then you blow, blow it, it away. away. And they say, he used to look like this. Now, now he, he looks, looks like, like this, this, and it's, it's the, the same, same picture. Yep. Now, see, Buddy Rhodes, um, he was is, is a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily in uh, known for uh, the Portland Territory. Him and Piper was this, this all-time classic feud. Piper credits it with, like, something that really put him on the map. Um, and, and, you know, at the time, he was in much better shape then. Okay. He, he had had a WWF run prior in the 80s. This, when they did this blow-away diet stuff, was his second run, which is when he was a little bit more of, like, an enhancement, like, mm. comedy kind of guy. Uh, but, like, on shows, you know, like, he um, he would do pose-downs with guys <laughs> who, like, were clearly much more muscular. 
Um, on occasion, he was known to even do one-handed push-ups and kip-ups, like uh, on the shows. Damn. Um, like, but because I, I I assumed, um, it was it was fair for, or I rather I thought it was fair for me to assume that neither of you were overly familiar with Buddy Rose. No, I was not. You were not what? I don't know. <laughs> Chris is here, sitting here dilly-dallying, texting his girlfriend, talking about spatulas. I like thumbtack spatulas. This is my idea. <laughs> uh, no, I, I said I, I, I thought that it was safe to assume that neither of you were too familiar with Buddy Rose. No, not very much. Which is why I then wanted to make a point of pointing out that he did have quite the illustrious career before sure. this, so as not to have your only <clears throat> view of him being this the, big old yeah, fat yeah. comedy guy. Uh, but with that said, this is funny. Like, it's not like, I'm not like, oh, no, this it, is great, but like, it's, it's you know, it fun. Was, it, was, yeah. it was amusing. And did you catch the phone number? No. no. 1-500-LAR-DAS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's just a fun little deal. That's good. I didn't catch that, and that makes it a lot better for me. Uh, the next one we had was The Desperado Search, which was June 1991. Dutch. Yeah, yep. Dutch Mantel and Black Bart were uh, in this. and Didn't really do anything for me. Nope. No, I didn't like this at all. I think if we were Southern, we would have enjoyed it. Sure. They, they, Dutch Mantel and Black Bart were uh, in an old Western setting. Uh, it was like high noon. No, that was actually the Old West. Oh, it was the Old West? They were yeah, the Old that's, Wow. That's how old this is. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to uh, teach the quick draw to a protege. I don't remember his name. It was another wrestler. It was some guy. Yeah. Uh, but somebody fucked up. Yeah. Uh, as in the dude learning how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of zoned out during the middle of this, so I don't remember. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very good. Uh, I didn't like it. I lost interest, the and they ended up in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. And then they get well, locked in the jail not, cell. Yeah, it was a thing. And then they can't find Stan Hansen, and that was that. Yeah. There you go. So next. A Freebird Enterprises. <laughs> which um, was from 1992. Yeah, this I didn't care for much I, either, nope. I, I'm not a Freebirds guy. Exactly. I don't like Haze all that no, much. No, I'm, I'm not really a Freebirds guy. I thought this was better than the last one. I didn't think it was I great either. I both poop. I yeah. have not looked up the context as to why they were doing Freebirds Enterprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, what I did note is that Eric Bischoff says, My name is Eric Bischoff about seven times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because uh, he's trying to get into a meeting with the Freebirds and they refuse right. to let him in. My name is Eric Bischoff. My name is Eric Bischoff. Um, My name is Eric Bischoff and I'm here to say I want to have a meeting in a very nice way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Bischoff enters the room while the free birds are prank calling people and then they talk about stuff and it ended and uh, what's his face rhymes um, Hayes he's like well we are cool and I'm doing a rap so I'm gonna talk to you cause you are crap it's like it's some I don't, I'm not a free birds guy I hate Hayes' mustache that he shaves like the top of and it's just yeah. like a little line oh. over his lip this was this was something but you know what was better Casket for Yokozuna. A casket for Yokozuna. I don't have the date for this. Was great until The Undertaker said ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yep. Ho. Somebody go ho, through this because I don't have any notes ho. for this. The, my note is Undertaker saying ho, ho, ho is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but otherwise that was outstanding. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you know, do, making like the funeral parlor, I guess you yeah. would call it. You know, you see Paul Bearer kind of takes you on a tour throughout. You see... Uh, oh, this the, was... 
the plans for Yokozuna's casket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 93, I guess, because it was leading to the Royal Rumble, uh, the, like the infamous yeah, la- yeah. Uh, casket match. They, um, You know, you see the plans, you see Taker kind of doing that thing that you only ever see people do when they're making caskets, yeah. where they're like shucking the wood towards yeah. them. <laughs> It's like they're a rowing machine with the, with the wood that you only ever see like in movies when people are making a casket. Absolutely right. Um, yeah, it was it was just cool. It's just cool little character things. Mm-hmm. Like there was other little knickknacks about like the Yoko, uh, like the Kamala casket was there. Um, I'm, I think like Taker's hat was like hung up in the background. It was, somewhere. yeah, yeah. Just like little, you know, cool little things. Like okay, this is where Taker hangs out. In yeah, this foggy. Place <laughs> like a foggy barn, while Paul Bearer goes. But the yes. the highlight to me is that even back then, Taker made that noise when he said "Rest in peace." Yeah. Rest in peace. What are you doing, Taker? Yeah, this was real cool. I liked yeah, it a lot. I, I, I remembered yeah. it somewhat from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember doing things. I remember him doing things like this. I didn't remember the specific one. Right. Yeah. It was. It was cool. Uh, the next we had was The Search for the Undertaker. Which is also great. I love this. This yeah. was a detective I, trying to find the it's, Undertaker. It's not just any detective. It's it's, it's Lieutenant. It's, it's Frank Driven. Yes. From from Police Squad, The Naked Gun. And I love The Naked Gun, and I love Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. And I was all about this. So Because I forgot Leslie Nielsen did stuff with WWF. What I had no vehicles idea. vehicles do you think he took to try to find the Undertaker? I think he took the planes... He might have taken an airplane. Okay. But that's Steve Martin. <laughs> what? We, oh, no, it's not. It's Leslie Nielsen is an airplane. No, no, no but I wasn't talking about airplanes. You were talking, talking about, about planes, 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 trains, and automobiles. Which is Steve Yes, that's Steve Martin. Steve Martin. That's why I, I thought you were going about an airplane I reference. I just there which and it fine. <laughs> I got my white-haired white men yeah. confused for a second. Oh, boy. So this happened in multiple parts. Yes. Uh, and he was... John Candy. He was, consist- he was constantly uh, changing backgrounds... Constantly changing green it's screens. It's fantastic. It was so funny. But the highlight is is Domino's delivery boy Undertaker. <laughs> well, and and then there's like, oh man, all just the witty writing when he goes to sit by the pool. Uh-huh. Like he said something I don't remember once again. I was scanning the globe, and he's sitting there reading a magazine called the Globe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's like, and he says something about like the the macho men or uh or, or, right. or get uh, or oiling up the ladies. And they're like, "Who macho? You're so big." He's, he's like, "This is a PG product. This is a family product, <laughs> girls." <laughs> oh, it's so good. So this was great, and I noted that I really want to see Brizango do a spoof of this in some shape or form with the Fashion Files. Who are they looking for? They could be looking for anyone. It well, doesn't have well, to be. Saying, who would you have them look for? I mean, they were feuding with the Usos, so that could be fun. But they're like, not feuding with the Usos anymore. Not, they're not. That's the true. The Colons. That's true. Mm-hmm. I wish, Where's Armani? You know He's what? on the phone. I wish you are not going to Paris. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe they try to find like because Bray isn't on SmackDown anymore. Maybe they try to find Eric Rowan because Eric Rowan's real weird now. They just want to find him. They just want to find him. Wouldn't you want to not find him because no, he's spooky? They, yeah. they want to Undertaker spooky. Yeah, but Leslie Nielsen is, is less cowardly than Brizongo. I guess that's fair. They're like a, a crackpot team of beautiful cops. That's fine. Have you seen them? Super good looking. Of course. Every hair in place. <laughs> yeah. Next we had King Kong Bundy Returns. Okay, so there was two of these. There was two of yep. these? Yeah. It was a two-parter. Did oh, it was. Notice, did you yes. not notice? I thought you were talking about like there was two separate things. Oh, no, for no. It. 
I was going to say, did you not notice the cut in between no, the two okay, girls? Yes. When I said King Kong Bundy returns, and then went to something else. <laughs> um, the first one is like Bundy like picking up like a newsroom. Yeah. Uh, and like it, was, it was cute. Um, but the second one I really liked. Just oh, him stomping oh, around a city. Yeah, and... but the poor CGI of him climbing up the Empire State Building. Poor CGI? Yeah, he actually climbed the Empire State Building. What? Yeah. yeah I thought... Are you kidding? No. Just like he actually picked up the newsroom. Haven't you seen the news? No. Can't you read, mister? No. Can't you read? No. I want to pet the kitty. Pet, pet, pet. <laughs> yeah, so he climbs the Empire State Building and he's like the real King Kong swatting airplanes down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only thing I actually have written is I want to see Braun Strowman do this. Susie, yeah. <laughs> you keep the money. <laughs> You'll keep the money. Are you going to keep quoting Hey Arnold? <laughs> hey man, Mr. Kakashka. <laughs> Susie, make me a sandwich. Why don't we do a Hey Arnold episode? Um, <laughs> this was fun. Next we have IRS tax tips. But before I we get this. to IRS tax tips, let's this? talk about the point that Hey Arnold takes place in the Pacific Northwest. Wait, what? Yeah, it's I, not the I, city. No, I Creator, never understood. Creator it. Craig Bartlett recently uh-huh. addressed it. It's, I thought it was New York City. Yeah, it's not a specific city, but it's primarily based with influences from the city on the Northwest, and he always intended for it to be in the Pacific Northwest around like Portland. So it is not the city. But <laughs> the setting just doesn't make sense. It makes the, no the, sense. The, the it was a Pacific Northwest city. But the illustrations don't make sense because no, that's simply not in the Pacific Northwest. He made them. All right, I man. think he would know. I, I don't think he hey, does. so you fired Have up you... for the movie later this year? There's another no. movie? No. Oh, we're going to finally meet our Yeah, our the Jungle parents. Movie, baby. Yeah. You I didn't know about, about that. Straight to TV, the Jungle Movie. Oh, shit. Which was supposed to happen way back when. Right, yeah. And this has the end. Because if you remember, the series ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, and this yes. Is, isn't, isn't he... He's going. He's to the going. On, yeah, he's right. going on a plane to to go find. And them the whole idea like was that then they were going to do a TV movie, or and it, it didn't happen. Right. And now it's happening this year. And it is. And we're going to find all the same voice actors. I think it's like Alex D. Linz is back to play Hey Ar- back to play Arnold, whatever his last I'm, name is. I'm pretty sure it's like, like, uh, like, almost all of them. Cool. Um, Shortman. Arnold Short. Shortman. That, oh, that's the that's prevailing theory. Yeah. Yeah. Because Grandpa always called him yeah, Shortman. Short man. So that's the prevailing theory. But that's this year. We get more that's Arnold. Fantastic. We find out what happened. Do, you, know, do you think we find out the last name, finally? Yeah, you think I, so? For sure. I, I, I think it might be Shortman. It probably is, honestly. Uh, I've yeah, heard I, a I bunch bet of you theories. also think that Avril Levine died in 2003 and was replaced by a lookalike. <laughs> she did die in 2003. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you read, Mr. Can't you read? Um, I, I want to bet the key. Bet, bet, bet. Hey, did you guys know hey, there's a Hey Arnold movie? Susie, make me a sandwich. <laughs> a few months ago, I literally spent an entire day looking up Hey Arnold's conspiracy theories. <laughs> it was like the be- It was one of the best days of my life. That's fantastic. About how everything just takes place in his mind or something. Remember how Lila liked Arnold, but she didn't like him like him, but Arnold liked her liked her? Yeah. And then remember Arnie, the fucked up cousin like, who lived in like... I'm trying like to think the country with like the big nose. <laughs> he was like a real dullard, and Lila fell for him. And Arnold was real mad. No, not really. Arnie, which which oh, one's man. Lila? The I pigtail remember. girl. Pigtail girl. Ever so much, oh, she like ended everything. Oh, okay. Real nice, but then like 
her and her dad were like poor. They had to like share right. a can of beans oh, okay. for dinner. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, was there Phoebe on the show? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking Phoebe. Man, they really touched on some stuff there. Mm-hmm. Pigeon man, pigeon man, stupid kid. <laughs> Anyway, what was next? The next is IRS tax tips, and I didn't like it because I'm not a fan of IRS. I liked it. I thought it... (laughs) Hey, look, man. Pigeon Man's okay. He's all right. Hey, do you want to uh, talk about IRS? No, I didn't like it. No, good. All right. I liked it. I think it was like... I thought it mocked a lot of the commercials that we see a lot today really well. I mean, obviously, today is different than back then. But, like, it reminded me of, like, a Salino and Barnes commercial. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was really well done in that sense. Next, we had uh, a Waylon Mercy thing. I didn't get the name down. It, it. I wrote down who the fuck is Waylon Mercy? Dangerous the original Bray Wyatt. I don't remember him whatsoever. The original Bray Wyatt. I don't think he lasted very long. He did not. I didn't like the thing. Yeah, it was okay. I got things to say about it. Okay, say things about say. it. He has a knife tattoo on his head. He does. This is weird. It's not real. This is Dangerous Dan Spivey. Um, the character was influenced by De Niro and Cape Fear. Yeah. Um, he debuted in... Well, the, also one of the big inspirations for Bray was, as, as De Niro Dan said, and Cape Fear, yeah. No, was Waylon Mercy. And De Niro and Cape Fear. Waylon Mercy. Oh. Um, yeah, Dan Spivey had a pretty good career, you know, prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, he debuted in 95 and retired later that same year due to injuries. Uh, I will say, though, Dan... Having jumped from IRS to Waylon Murphy. Murphy? You skipped Murphy. Jeez. You skipped something. I did? Backlund for president. Oh, fuck. Christ. Oh, yes, I, I missed that too. Yeah. I don't even have that written down. My bad. Backlund for president. And I, I also want Backlund to run for president legitimately. I'm not voting for him over The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no more rock and roll. No more rock and roll. I don't even have this written down. I may have not watched it. Jesus Christ. Dude. My bad. Too busy eating dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically my issue with a lot of these. But uh, the back one's great. That was a great thing. You should go watch it. Next we got Waylon Mercy. Talk more about Waylon Mercy. That's it. Mm, Next we have is Introducing Goldust. And yep. I know Mike loved this. I did. Speak on that. I love it. All right. Next we had Billy. Nah, Goldust, Goldust <laughs> is incredible. He, uh, talk about, like, committed to the character. How bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. How, How bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> Danny, you got anything to add about Goldust? I really don't. Mike, you got anything Tell to add about, about Goldust? Goldust was a weird dude. Still mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Uh, he talked in, did he say any movie quotes in this? Uh, I think, I think he had, like, quotes, uh, about, you know, like, film industry kind of quotes. Yeah. Specifically, movie quotes. I thought he was really good here. He, uh, what I like that he did, and uh, I mean, I guess he would get his influences from somebody. I mean, he was doing, he was wrestling at the same time as Jake the Snake, but he spoke very softly, so he made you listen mm-hmm. to everything he's saying, and I really like when people do that. Uh, I feel like that's a lost art these days, and right. he, uh, especially in his newer promos that we've seen the past two weeks he's been kind of doing, doing that the again. same thing yeah. yeah let me tell you you know who's got a, a, a great handle on that kind of you know quiet talking interesting thing like uh, Jake the Snake Cornelius Crummel nope Sonny Defarge in Shikara hmm. one half of the tag team champions he, he's got that exact same thing where he talks talks low but it draws you in um, 
big praise. Uh, so one of my favorite things about the Goldust vignette was, um, you know, the, the green screen was of the Warner Brothers Studios, yeah. you know, backlot. And you could see on it... It was uh, Looney Tunes, right? Or yeah. Tiny, tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billionaire Ted. Yep. Classic segment. This, yeah. This pretty solid Ted Turner impression. I, I found it. Him. Oh no! I found it mildly amusing, uh, but the W the WWF rejects made it better. The Nacho Man. Yep. I did not. I've seen this before, but I did not appreciate in the past how hard hitting it is, especially towards the end with the reporter questions. Because they at first they start asking. Well, the first scene is them all at a table. Yeah. And they're kind of just... In like a conference room or something. Yeah, like and they're that. mocking Hogan, Roger Man, and Scheme Gene Okerlund. Yeah. Uh, and, and he has his hotline number. Yeah. And it's... I don't I don't want to say it's lighthearted, but it's not as heavy as it gets. Right. Then they go to a press conference where some reporters are asking Ted Turner some questions, and they're asking about Ted trying to put the WWF out of business. And Ted's not really answering anything, and he kind of looks like a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Then... They leave and come back, and they just start asking legitimate financial questions about WCW yeah. and Ted Turner, and he looks like a piece of shit. And I thought they did this really well. Mike is uh, <laughs> sitting back. Enjoying some water. <laughs> Mike, what did you think of this? Man, how about the end where they showed that uh, they had that ad that they wanted to be printed in the Times and whatnot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then that didn't happen. So next was one of the best. Absolutely. Best of the bunch. For the, for the sake, sake of, of mankind. mankind. Oh, boy. Goddamn. I Foley's, forgot. I forgot. Foley's promo work is My daughter? immaculate. Yeah, we make, we, we make yeah. fun of him, but man, back, back in the day, yeah. Untouchable. Um, Forcing you to feel me. And Mankind is such a fleshed out character. Oh my god, yeah. Like, such great stuff. This, this Mankind. Yeah. Before, you know, yeah, before, button down. Yeah, before button down shirt. Yeah. This. I don't have the date written down. This, but this was like 96 or five? When did you know what that would be? Six? Yeah, six. I six. Yeah, six sounds right. So, uh, what, like a decade into his career? I mean, his WWF career specifically. Oh, it, uh, pretty much the start. This is the start, yeah. okay. Yeah, and uh, just incredible, you know, talking about his ear, yeah, his fingers, his mom, leave the light on, he's got George the Rat, um, talk, talking to George. Yeah, and it comes from, like, a, like a real place. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. This, like, there, there's certain things that just kind of make you put down the phone, and you're just yeah. enthralled, and this is one of those. George the Rat, by the way, mm-hmm. that was Cornette's pet rat. Oh really? Yeah. And George was actually his name. That's so funny. Uh, just well, the rat just wouldn't respond to anything other than George. <laughs> he just tried everything <laughs> in the book. Uh, uh, you know, focusing on the scars on on Mick's arms. Mm-hmm. You know, just incredible. Yeah. Like I, I, I not not even as like a hyperbole, just legitimately. Yeah. Incredible. No. I love at, it. at the time, there was nobody like him. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like uh, the whole thing with with like the father. It's like no. Um, no man could be that cruel. Mm-hmm. Only mankind. Like, 
the name and his name is mankind. mankind. It was. <laughs> oh my god. Damn. I got nothing more to say. Next was it the was NWO. So I know it was so good. Yeah, it was. Oh my god. The NWO trying to shill Hog Wild, which took place on my birthday. And, and were uh, you going hog wild? You no. Know, other than that, not much to take away because I didn't like this. I was surprised this was even on the uh, It was collection. bizarre that it was added on there. There were a few things, but this one felt especially bizarre. Yeah, it like it was there. cool. I think it was because like I think that was like the first time they did like that kind of shoot, which right. like, became like kind of a staple for the NWO. That's sure. Like it was cool. They talked about uh, Hogan facing the giant at Hog Wild. Yeah. And how he was gonna beat him up. Next is Glacier. And Glacier is so cool and different. Yeah, like this. This was just like a 30 second vignette. Yeah, it's just a quick 30 second vignette. You don't even see Glacier at all. Of like Mortal Kombat stuff. You see his eye. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, Yeah, you see his blue eye. Okay, yeah, you do. Um, Yeah, I mean, like. uh, I mean. The the, the, the graphics, of course, don't hold up now, but but in concept, like, it was awesome. It was so cool. Uh, next we have Edge. Um, you think you know me? This was was this leading up to the Brood or was this, this was after pre-brood. the Brood? Pre-Brood. This okay. was pre-Brood. Okay, I thought this was after the okay. Brood. Um, this was this is the stuff. This I mean, this was basically his entrance video for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and it's him just running around back alleys, stealing cars, and, and, and sitting like against subway poles, like. <laughs> um. This was really cool. Yeah, I I, I loved it. Was it was dark a, and dingy. And, I, I loved know. it as a kid. Yeah. I think I loved it more now. Um, this reminded me of Hey Arnold. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. <laughs> the uh, the narrations, uh, which of course, you know, then kind of played into uh, into the you know like his entrance music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the. Well, of course, there was the one that had that you think you know me. Yeah, but then there's the you are lost. Right, you are scared. Um, Man. And then you, you think you know me again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These were so cool. Next, we had maybe the best one. Yeah. Mr. McMahon trains. No. Next no. is Stephen Regal, a real man's man. Oh, I don't have that written down either. Jesus Shit. Christ, stop eating dinner. No, I definitely watched this one, but I don't have it written down. Though These ones were, and I say this with no facetiousness, incredible. You didn't I, I, like it. I would have liked it more if it wasn't Regal. Really? Because I love Regal so Yeah, much. of course. But Regal, Regal's like, I found was like really dedicated to it. He's squeezing, oh, yeah. he's squeezing the oranges to make his own orange well, juice. Well, that was a, such a weird thing too. Like, and so then, real men? Yeah, they squeeze it and then they drink, they drink the pulp. They squeezed? And, oh, yeah, but, he, but, he, but he drinks it and you can tell that he doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but he powers through. You can through. see it like sitting on the pallet. Yeah. But he, 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 there's a little like... Like, like like a grimace on his face, but he powers through and smiles and nods. And then we go to Mr. McMahon training. Mr. McMahon training is... Holy of, shit, that it, was awesome. It's one of the most legendary segments yeah. of all time. It's him training for his cage... I think it's his... No, it's for no, the it's Royal for the Rumble. Rumble. He's entering a number two. It's for the Royal Rumble uh, that he ends up winning. I want Austin! I want Austin! And you see him and <laughs> Shane McMahon... Training in the gym yeah. and in various situations punching, for this match. Punching a meat, big old meat, you know, meat locker, chasing a mm-hmm. chicken like in Rocky. The chasing the chicken yeah. had me dying and I had to pause the screen. Yeah. Oh, because after this, you get me a steak. You knew I'd be hungry. I get a steak. <laughs> and you're paying. Open the door. You're paying. 
I was legitimately in tears while watching this. It's, so it's the best thing I, ever. I know that I know McMahon winning the title is like was kind of like dumb. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Shit, man, these these vignettes were incredible. I love McMahon winning the title. The, the like... character, the the character at least was tremendous. Mm-hmm. And this this shows it with with like you just said. Ah, oh, you knew I'd be hungry. You're getting me a steak. <laughs> and then he's just he's really just punching a thing of meat. Um, next was one of my favorites. This was Austin's thing. CEO three sixteen, which I don't think I'd ever seen this. No, I've never I remember seen him either. in the boardroom, but yeah. that was the only thing. I'd never seen this either, and I this was one of my favorite uh, vignettes on the on the entire list. So we've got Austin. He was the new CEO of the WWF. He walks into the building and he hears the uh, he hears the secretary answer the phone and say, "Hello, WWF. How can I help you?" And tells her to hang up that damn phone. And he says, and he goes, "Let me get the next one." Phone rings and he goes, "Yeah, who the hell is it?" Yeah, well, what the hell do you want? <laughs> and then and then he goes, well, all right, well, if I don't see you, then see you later. And he hangs up the phone and he goes, well, that's how you do it. And then she does it I want to hear you do it. And then she does it herself and he's like, Hello? Right. Yeah. <laughs> who the hell well, is who this? Who the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell do you want? And then and then he goes and meets his uh, his assistants mm-hmm. and one of them tells it's him. Like, I'm, goes, I'm Tammy. I get Mr. McMahon's coffee. I'm... Get, I get Mr. McMahon's Chateau Marmont. Yeah, yeah, wine. He goes, I like a glass of wine every once in a while. And she's like, Get me a nice beer. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he tells both the, the coffee girl and the and the wine girl to get him a nice cold beer. And then the other girl, who I don't remember what she does, or she's the, she's the backup for the two of them. Uh, she goes, do you want me to get you a beer? And he goes, nah. Get me a case in about seven minutes. <laughs> and then uh, And then she says, oh, and you have a board meeting in five minutes. Nah, I don't like board games. Which is <laughs> tremendous. And he goes into Vince's office, which yeah. was actually Vince's yes. office. Um, but then they come back and he goes, Ah, so I called this meeting. <laughs> after, he, this... after he said he doesn't like board games, he's not doing the board meeting. And then he calls a meeting. He promotes the mailroom guy to one of the one of the top like executives. Um, then then he goes to the then he goes to HR. He tells the tells the the HR girl to scram in not so many words, uh, and then the the other HR guy is telling him, "Ah, uh, open up a can of whoopass!" <laughs> oh. And then he starts walking around, oh. strutting with some swag. <laughs> The he's, way he sauntered yeah, he's around. Bobbing his well, head. Remember, Austin walks in, he goes, Don't hit me! Yeah, yeah. yeah don't like, hit me. He's I'm not gonna hit you, kid! Yeah. <laughs> to like the 50 old man. To the guy who's older than him. Yeah, yeah he, he, just, he swaggers goes, out of there. It's right here, Mr. Austin! Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I got a little tired of, of Jerry Lawler going, Ah! Ah! What are you doing? He can't do that! I got. Because ah! Lawler's, Lawler's so fucking tired. Puppies! Money! Oh my god. Ah! Just everything lost. Everything Austin said, Lawler. Huh, did you hear that, Jr.? And then, uh, then it just you know other stuff that he says. He ruins everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Lawler. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, this was a this was fantastic. I loved every second of it. Yes, it was so good. Damn. I agree with that. Next is seven. seven. 
which got Dan aroused. It got me aroused big time. That's why he's wearing a blanket. Yep, yeah. basically. So there was uh this was really something. <laughs> I don't remember I don't believe Seven was a well received character. Seven wasn't a character. It wasn't was that, a character. Is that it was, Goldust? It yeah. Oh, it oh, it didn't fucking happen. That's right. No, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Oh, yeah. So, so only the vignettes played, and then it just didn't happen. Okay. Well, uh, let, let me jump into this okay. now. Um, as the vignettes were airing, uh-huh. there was concern from Turner standards and practices. They were worried that it could be construed as a, a child, child abductor yep. character. Yep. So when he debuted... I certainly got that. When he debuted, it was then a, uh, a work shoot where he debuted, he came out, he had like a big seven entrance, uh-huh. but then Dustin immediately started ripping the stuff off and cut this whole promo about it. He's sick of doing these these stupid characters, now this and gold dust and blah, blah, blah. All, start shooting on all this stuff. And now, he said, I want to be Black Rain. Well, actually, after this, he went on to be the American Nightmare. <laughs> Oh, which is what Cody Rhodes is doing. Mm-hmm. Right oh, you mean Cody? Cody, I'm sorry, um, Cody R. Sometimes, <laughs> uh, but but th- that that's the that's thing. That's kind of cool. Sometimes, like it depends on who you ask. Some people say it was always supposed to be a work shoot uh-huh. kind of thing, and some or people say no, that it was it the yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, of course, I loved this because, right. like, of course I did. Yeah, because you love uh, Dustin, you love yeah. like weird characters. Yeah. yeah, I didn't love the voice. Like the voice was yeah, needlessly like, goofy. It sounded yeah. like Shockmaster. Yeah, he's little, he's doing yeah. like he's doing like a, and they will know that seven something or other, and then the kid's eyes turn black. Mm-hmm. Just like Dan, because he abducted the kid. Yeah, no, I completely understand <laughs> understand the the fear that it could be misconstrued as a child abductor thing. Yeah, um, that or or some he's sneaking into windows and doing stuff. Yeah. One or the other. Um, <laughs> Next we had uh, Lie, Cheat, and Steal, which is the Eddie and Chavo yeah, and vignettes. I, I I wasn't watching at this time, and Jesus Christ, after this, do I regret that. I need to go on the network, and I need to watch everything Los Guerreros did, <laughs> because these were fantastic promos. These are probably my all-time favorite vignettes. Really? Mm-hmm. The, the foursome joke in the golf one. <laughs> He go the so they go they try to join a golf uh, group, and uh, after they threaten the two the two uh, well to do golfers. Well, because the golfers are like, oh, go back to the kitchen. We'll yeah, see they, you soon. Yeah, I want the pate fajita. Yeah, <laughs> and then who the hell is having a pate fajita? Yeah, uh, so they they basically threaten them, and they go, oh, you know what? A, a foursome is just what we need. And Eddie goes, he's like, that's disgusting. I want to play golf. <laughs> um, they yeah they 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 rob a woman and her baby. They bamboozle an old woman into using their pool for pool parties. And, like we're from the yeah. Domingo de Santa Maria yeah. <laughs> and and chivalrous activities. Oh. Uh, well, not chivalrous. That's that's no. false. Uh, they they get some some uh, some nice women in bikinis and then they want to test out the rooms too, as yeah. well as the pool. They they pretend to be uh, a pool uh, boys. No, well, no, you said that one. But yes. They pretend to be um. Uh, the guys that park the cars. Oh, valet. Valets. Yeah. I, I kept wanting and to say steal, vouchers. Yeah, and they steal some guy's car. Right, it's like, I'll take care of it like it's my own. Yeah. And he goes, hey, you're those Mexican wrestlers, wrestlers on from TV. TV. And Chavo goes, no, nah, man, we all look the same. <laughs> um, I love the, the graphic, too, of them in the lowrider with the mm-hmm. heads with the chain and mm-hmm. which was in their trunk. And I love it. Yeah. Next, we're down to the final three. We've got the Wyatt family. 
And Jesus, this is a hell of a vignette. Uh, the, origi- yeah. the original Y Family vignette. With, Leading with up all, to their debut. With all Hawaiian shirt wearing, coat leading Bray. Now, I don't think this... I think this was an amalgamation of a couple of them. I kind of think they, they spliced together a couple of vignettes for this. From, they, from what we watched. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It seemed like... It seemed they like also like. have the date wrong on the network. Um, because but I mean, have, if it's an amalgamation of a bunch, then... Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. They have it listed as October 14th, 2014, and the Wyatt's debuted in 2013. So then this is... Oh, so then they, they were all the so NXT like, promos that were put together once Bray debuted on the main roster. Mm-hmm. But this was far more after a year. You are correct. Huh. Yeah, very very strange. Like 2013. June 2013. Uh, They debuted at SummerSlam. No, SummerSlam uh, against Kane. Well, they debuted on Raw. Yeah, they debuted on Raw, but... Oh, you're right, but he didn't have a match until until SummerSlam. Okay. Oh, it was was good. Yeah. Um, They really didn't know what to do with Zach on the main roster. Um, no. Like, when you look at, like, how nuanced this is. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean... They've, they've really torn it to threads, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just something they couldn't fully translate. I guess. Know, like, the bigger stage. There have been several things that they couldn't translate, and we'll get like to that. Like the next act, yeah. yeah. But, like, the next two, really. Yeah. yeah. Next um, we got Enzo. Great. So let's go yeah. get into that. Yeah, next Enzo, Enzo and Cass. Cass. Which, um... Shit, they're so much better in this aspect mm-hmm. than they are on the main roster. Yep. Like, with, with Enzo making a fool of himself and constantly saying to Cass, don't post that one, Cass. Don't was, worry, you got my well, word. Yeah, and Cass turned it, turned <laughs> yeah. it How you doing? Yeah. Was, I didn't watch this one. Was this just the thing in the... I it, was, it was so all many. of them. It was basically the story of Carmella getting kayfabe hired. Oh, by okay, NXT. yeah. Yeah, so... They go through her getting fired from the salon because they poured the, the uh, poop thing on the, the stuff poodle. on the poodle. Uh, then she comes, uh, she lies and says that uh, that she's Enzo's sister, so that she can get into the performance center and and you know uh, accost him. Then they were working out. Yeah, then they're working out, and then they're training in the ring, and then Regal sees her and he goes, "She's got a tryout." Was like, what would I do a favor for you? <laughs> um, man, it was just, oh, it was just so good. Yeah. Another thing where I, I think just... They didn't know what to do. Well, because like once you're on the main roster, then you know like you got like your, your catchphrase. Yeah. Like that's kind of that. I think there's more issues yeah. than that. I think, I mean, we can get into it at another time, but I I think if they were on SmackDown, they wouldn't have these issues. I think there's a lot of issues with the Raw writing team. Oh, I, and I would and agree. That can go on yeah. I would agree. I think it has all to do with the Raw writing yeah. team. Um, but they also debuted before the writing before team the, was before, split. Yeah, before the split. No, but, but the yes. Raw writing team stayed on Raw. Like, the writing team that was doing that. But the people that were at SmackDown were on Raw at the time, too, yes. though. Were they? Yes. Yeah. They didn't just they pull split new the, people I thought they had, no, they, no, I thought they they had separate writing no. teams. Okay. It was all the same, and then when the brand split was made, they split the okay. creative teams. Um, but they were... I mean, they were doing well. I mean, not the entire time, but oh, they were no, doing they were, well on the main roster for a bit. Sure, but, yeah, but they I mean, were doing well because of, well, because but, of crowd reactions. But, but it, it that was doesn't never mean as, creatively that they're, do, that right. they're doing it. It was well. never yeah. As, yeah. as nuanced no. as, as an NXT. But I think that also just comes down to the, Ryan the presentation. Ward. Yeah. But like, like with, with NXT, you yeah. can kind of because, flush things because out it was a really, little more. It was really, what, two people doing it? Ryan Ward and Triple H. And so you had just those two minds working together rather than a bunch of fucking ideas being thrown around into a, into a, you know, crapshoot. Right. Um, so it, it, and just like the next team, it, uh, it didn't 
translate to the main roster, and it's a shame because these these were great. Yeah. Uh, and they were good, and I liked them in NXT, and I don't like them on the main roster, and it's probably because of how how much they've been misused. Well, I mean, you're not going to have to worry about that soon when they reveal the cast of them attacking. Oh, I 100 percent think that because. Uh, Corey said, wanted to shake his hand. Yep, Corey said, I want to shake the hand of the man who did that, and then Cass came over and shook his hand. So, next we've got the final team, the Vaude Villains. Um, and this was a really clever idea for a team, and it worked so well in NXT, but I guess it was too outside the box that it didn't work in WWE, yeah, on the main roster. Or just, or just whether the creative team couldn't do it, couldn't deal with it, because who knows. I think, but it I did think it not was... work. I think it was too on the nose for the main roster. I think they needed a tweak when they moved up. Mm-hmm. I almost think they needed to be uh, like ironic hipsters when they moved up instead of just being old school, like old fashioned. So, that, but that's a complete gimmick change. I don't think so. It is right to be vaudeville guys or now to be hipsters. That's they can. I think they can still do it where they're kind of yeah, like dressing up, hipsters. but they're giving a big wink. The same way. I think that's too nuanced for something yeah. on the main roster. Yeah. It may be. I, the the, vaude, the Vaudeville Act could have been done on the main roster if the creative team was halfway decent. Maybe. I don't know. I thought it was doomed and, to fail and, from and the start. the reason... Oh, I did too, but I thought it was doomed to fail because the main, <laughs> the main roster creative team wasn't going to be able to, to deal with it. And that, I think that's what happened. The NXT has always had, you know, wackier yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah and they sure. work in that smaller venue, but they also work because you got you only have two people that are at the helm. I mean, a, lo- a lot of it is that full focus venue on it. too. Because I mean, like sure. look at look sure. at Adam Rose. You know, yeah. it was over like crazy yeah, down and there. Didn't and he called do out, anything. and it just doesn't really. Yeah. Some some things just don't um, translate out of that smaller room. Uh, yeah, Bo to an extent as well. Um, but with the with the vaudeville act, they could have worked on on SmackDown after the after the uh, the brand split, but I guess they had been so misused just in their original main roster run that it was just moot. Yeah, but th- I mean, this is a fun vignette, and they're they're uh, they're uh, trying to thwart the Lucha Dragons, who are two uh, little people in Lucha masks. Um, who are trying to bomb a bank or something, or, or, or set up set up TNT in a bank, and uh, the vaude villains uh, they stop the plan. They bring the TNT behind them, like you know, like in a vaudeville movie, yep. um, and then they set it off. And there's a big mushroom cloud, <laughs> and then uh, they get away and they have the tag team titles. So that is the that is that that was the vignette. It didn't work on the main roster. It was fun. Uh, this was a really fun collection. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend it to people? To oh, yeah, watch? watch. Yeah, it. I think it's worth watching. Absolutely. I think there were a few things that I thought were a little weird being on the list, but like overall, uh, I mean, besides the, N- the NWO, NWO, I thought Edge was a little weird to be on there because uh, yeah, he's not a colorful character. Yeah. Um, At some points, I mean, no, uh, I don't want to say that, but like. Um, I'm trying to think who else was on this. I wouldn't have put Freebirds on this. Yeah, I agree. I don't even know if... Well, I was going to say I wouldn't have put the Dutch Mantel thing, but I actually think that fit on this, even though it, it wasn't fit, great. It fit, it just wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't... Um, I'm not sure if I... No, that's also wrong. I would have put the Wyatt family on here. Yeah, I'd put them on there. 
Um, I mean, if you're going to put the Wyatts, I don't see the issue with Edge. I think the Wyatts are much weirder characters than Edge. Yeah, but it's not weird. It's colorful. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not... it's, a, it's a guy running around subways and sitting on the street yeah, I guess that's fair. and yelling you're for right. no reason. You're right. I guess that's fair. Um, I also like was upset like in the, uh, in the WWE List episode, which is at the end, but mm-hmm. we didn't really watch it. They uh, they brought in the Boogeyman, which I thought should have been on this list. Absolutely. Uh, they had the Mr. Perfect vignette. Yeah, which should have been on which this. Which all should have been on there. Um, there are a few other things that I'm forgetting off the top of my head that all should have been on there. I think the other oh, Karma. Karma was in yeah. there, too. Um, but I guess that's why they put the episode at the yeah. end. So. so so that you have you still have that stuff in there. But, um, Mike, was there anything you'd like to add? Nope. Next collection we're going to watch is the Godfather one that's going up later this month. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Next we've got uh, some questions from the mailbag. And we're back, and it's mailbag time. So, who has questions? Raise Chris. your hand. Chris. Chris is raising his hand. So. Who's not? I'm not raising my hand, but we have a question from Nick in Buffalo. Nick asks, if Matt and Jeff Hardy never did the broken gimmick, do you think they still would have been re-signed by WWE, or did the broken gimmick put them back on the map? I don't think they would have. I, I agree with Dan because I think that the broken gimmick made them relevant again. Especially after Jeff's, you know, f- uh, before the broken thing happened, Jeff was known for the, uh, more recently for that match with Sting where he was uh, under the influence and should not have been brought out to work. And that was a long time ago, though. It was about 2011 or so. Oh, was it really that yeah. recent? I thought but, it was like uh, 2006, but no, maybe Jeff Hardy no, was still in WWE at that no, point. he was in WWE. But uh, it was in 2011, and then he didn't really, to, to my knowledge, he didn't really do a whole lot of relevance between then. Do a whole lot of relevance. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I definitely think they would have been back. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think it would have necessarily been as urgently okay. after the TNA deals were up. Okay. Um, they for sure, I think, would have been back. I, I think that's like a, a no-brainer, really. Okay. But, just to finish out their careers? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, look, look at, you know, the most money, the draw, you know, the interest. Yeah. Um, I definitely think they would have been back. I just don't think it would have been but such I, a, a hot signing. It, but I, I think you could argue that the interest would not be as, as prevalent oh, yeah. as it is without the broken stuff. But it would have been like the same deal as like when they brought the Dudleys back. They may have just was the entrance so, so high for the Dudleys being brought back? No, not really. No, but but um, but I'm but they still brought them. But when they brought them back, they still brought them back, and you know it was was a thing. Like had the broken stuff not happened, I mean, then it would have been like similar to the Dudleys. Okay, I see. I mean, granted, they they were much bigger than the Dudleys, so there probably would have been more interest. Yeah, but I definitely think one way or another they would have been back. Okay, in black, (laughs) hit the sack. It's a long way to be a man. Yeah. What else we got? Oh, you don't have anything else? Because we got questions on Twitter. We do have questions on Twitter. I don't... Uh, we yep. have one in our acts and one in our DMs. Yep, all right. Uh, but we had like three in our DMs. Yeah, I mean... 
one person <laughs> oh, okay. asking a bunch of questions. Let me Silence. see here. We have. Didn't Squirrels ask a question? Mm hmm. He's in our mentions. First, we've got our good friend Wrestle Flapjacks asking What wrestlers have left you frustrated? Rather, it, whether it be due to outside of ring behavior, ring behavior, or just lack of caring, has there ever been a wrestler who has left you so frustrated you stopped supporting or caring about them? Damn. I have to think about this for a second, so skip uh, me. First name that comes to mind for me is old Peter Casa, uh, who, you know, real real hot talent, mm -hmm. re real impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he was, you know, being all, like, transphobic and whatnot on Facebook. And I stopped caring. So. And I haven't seen or heard a whole lot about him. No, because he's, quite he's a while. out with possibly career-ending injury. Oh, really? Since, like, I January. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. What happened? What happened? Evolved. Ooh. He fell on his head. Ah. Rope oh, God. Yeah. I didn't know Rope that at broke all. Rope fell on his head. Match ended. No shit. Yeah. I have to retire. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a hot talent. Um, somebody that comes to mind for me is Dean Ambrose. Yeah, you sure love wearing that hoodie, though. Ha <laughs> ha! I haven't worn it in quite a while. You wore it when it was chilly. When? You wore it. Okay. We went somewhere. Uh, he was wearing it yesterday. No, but uh, right now, underneath the, the shirt. Thing, the thing is, like, with Ambrose, like, I, I still like him, I guess, but like, I, I think that when he got the title last year or, or around that time, he got so stagnant and so, like, just started going through the motions. And to, to an extent, I think he still kind of is. Um, it's just all the same shit. He can't do anything without a goddamn prop. Um, and he's the carrot top of wrestling. I don't think that's him. I think that's how they think he is. But I think he could it's, be. It's a wrestler. It's a wrestler. It's, that's but... the question. A re what what a wrestler does, whether it be because of fair. because of booking or whatever. Yeah. I I I find him to be going through the motions in the ring and has been for uh, the better part of a year. Um, and I don't really care when I see him on TV anymore. I that's hear that. I hear that. Down, and I think I can zone out. I think for me, mm -hmm. the not Dean Ambrose. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, an obvious answer would be Hulk Hogan, but he's not really wrestling anymore. Right? Not really. Uh, he's not really <laughs> wrestling anymore. Not at all. Not really wrestling anymore. No. <laughs> not really. I'm not. The, I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my answer would be Jeff Hardy because he's had multiple. Drug offenses. Mm -hmm. He's been suspended, and oh, you've never been sued. <laughs> and, and he's he's gotten suspended at like some of the worst times in his career, and we've seen the lowest of the lows from him. Yeah, but we're well, also seeing the, the highest of the highs. Yeah, I mean he's completely clean now, now. but like at yeah, a point he wasn't. So, I'm sorry. At a point he wasn't. It oh, didn't of say course. Yeah, that's how to when get he, completely clean. You yeah. would have had to have not been. Yeah, no. but wasn't the question, wasn't there at some point in time or just now? Oh, you know what? It is at some point in time. It is what less so wrestlers have yeah, left you frustrated. Yeah, not right now. Okay. Right now it's fine. So now you're fine. Okay, yeah. now you're fine with them. The next question from Wrestle Flapjacks. What TNA stars do you think would do best in WWE? Um, EC3. I think that's an easy one. That's my answer is EC3. I think that he's really... Uh, really uh 
I, I don't want to say reinvented himself because I think he always had this in him and he just wasn't given the chance to do it in WWE. But um, he's shown what a, what a talent and, and gift that he is to, to the pro wrestling. And I think he'd be huge in WWE. I think EC3 as well, but I don't have much more to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think EC3, um, and n- not to knock him as an answer, but I think it's like the probably like the most obvious yeah. of yeah. the answers. Um, I mean, you could say somebody like like Desmond Xavier, mm-hmm. um, you know, Trevor Lee. Sure. Ooh, Trevor Lee. Sweet Trevor Lee. Um, I still really want to see Spud end up there. That I, In I the think, UK division? Or? Yeah, why not? Okay. Uh, I... Really, wherever they'll put him. Sure. But I, I think he could be uh, oh, I think very he'd be over big, as like an underdog babyface. Absolutely. Kind of similar to Zane. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, EC3 is like definitely probably like the, the top, you know, the, the, the top prospect, yeah. if you would. Uh, which, I mean, now that's really fair to call him the prospect. But Do you think he'd ever get back there? I don't think he wants to. <laughs> no, I, I think he's content. Yeah. I very much get the impression that he doesn't want to. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I don't blame him for having a sour taste in his mouth. Um, and he's seen a company like TNA uh, push him as the top guy uh, when he was low man on the totem pole in WWE. And, I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot that changed that. He was low man on the totem pole, goes to, goes to TNA, and he's the champ in, like, a few months. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't want to leave there either. Um, he still does indie bookings, so I assume he's doing – Fairly, pretty well for himself. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you can, if you can do that and do well, just doing indie bookings and you know, and and TNA, and you're really well used. Shit, I I wouldn't want to leave either. Next question: Is it a smarter choice? Also from Russell Flapjacks, is it a smarter choice for wrestlers to sign to TNA or ROH at this point, and why? Thanks for the questions, Russell, uh, Russell Flapjacks. I think that at this point, probably ROH still. Uh, see, the, the problem is, uh, this isn't really a cut and dry question where I yeah. think we can necessarily answer it because it depends on what your goals would be. Exactly, yeah. You know, like what, what you're looking to accomplish. Because if you sign with ROH, you're not going to WWE right now. No. That's the thing. Um, but if you sign with ROH, but with TNA, you're not you're not getting WWE right now either. Well, but I mean, but TNA isn't threatening ROI uh, WWE no, legally. not at all. Um, but like if well, you go to ROH, well, they they do have well, current, there's the Hardys, but I mean yeah. about like signing talent, okay? Uh, like ROH is right. Um, but I mean, like if you go to uh, to ROH, then you're probably getting more exposure. Yeah, you know, than you would in TNA. So, what do you think, Dan? Uh, I don't really have much of an answer to this, uh, but couldn't you argue that now because TNA is owned by a bigger... I mean, ROH is owned by Sinclair, so they have money. Yeah. I was gonna, so they don't put it into the company. They don't put it no. into the company. I was going to argue, couldn't you argue that the pay might be better at TNA, so for any independent talent that maybe not trying to get to WWE at the I, moment, would TNA be a better option? I still option? think the pay is pretty much the same deal that it had been. In TNA. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's gotten any better. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's gotten I don't actually work. know. So. I, mean, like, I think people are actually getting their money now. They're getting yeah, their money. They're, um, yeah, they're not waiting three months to get paid. Right. Um, uh, yeah, th- this is the kind of thing where like, it just boils down to what you individuals, do, yes. right, people yeah. want. Because there's, there's pros to both and there's very much cons to both. Yeah. 
both, it, you know, Ring of Honor, you can't really work other indies uh, right, if you're signing to an exclusive contract. Do. Right now, I think I think you're best off not signing anywhere. Yeah, and just working independence. Yeah, working, I mean, I mean with, yeah. with how many companies are out there now, like, you, you can probably, make Probably money. WWN might be your best bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can make some good money um, and not have a deal with somebody. Yeah. Because well, why, why, um, why buckle yourself down? Yeah. You know? Because uh, who knows what opportunities will come about. You, you don't want a scenario like, say, Leo Rush signing with ROH and then... WWE scouting for CWC people not long after. And, yeah, and Same missing thing happened out with Osprey when he yeah. signed with New Japan. You know, stuff like that. Like, who, who knows? You know, uh, I, I think it's probably a, a better bet to yeah. keep yourself free. A guy like Osprey, I don't think, was really all that, you know, upset about that happening at that time, though. Yeah, I mean, He seems to be uh, more than content in New Japan. I mean, probably, but, but who's to say? Probably Osprey. Him, yes. Yeah. But I don't. I don't have him on the line. Uh, you don't have him on the. I thought you got him on the on the phone. Mm-hmm. Where's Armani? You, you told no. You told me that you got Osprey on the horn, and yeah, that I'm he was going to be our guest. Oh, shoot! I, I left my horn at home. Oh shoot! I thought we had a huge get for this episode, and it was going to oh. be a surprise. Um. You you make a you make a good point that. Doing it on your own is probably your best bet at this point. DIY, baby. Look um, where I got Gargano and Ciampa. Yeah. Fuck you. Um. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, I'm because, because like, yeah, Ring of Honor, if you sign an exclusive deal, you can you can work PWG if they choose to book you. Right. Um, but you can't really work anywhere else. Uh, In the country, yeah. Yeah. To, you can work New Japan if they choose to book you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, think that's I guess Canadian Indies, reasons. Europe, European right. Indies, um, yeah, I mean, like Repro and yeah. stuff. but, uh, with TNA, you can still work pretty much every Indie, but am, am I wrong like, with that? T- TNA is, is trying to take guys cuts, like depending on like your deal. Yeah. Like that, taking some of the cuts. That's, and that's really shitty. It's all messy. Yeah. All, so all of it. Yeah. Just, so just don't, don't sign anything. Yeah. Because like Mike just alluded to, the whole deal with the Hardys was that they wanted to take, I believe it was 10% of all indie bookings. Or it may have been more than that. But still, that's a that's a lot. You're, you know, you're living off of that, and then the company that's paying you is trying to take 10% of what you make elsewhere. So it's really shitty. And, they, you know, it, it doesn't leave the, the talent in a good spot. So, uh... Just working indies and not signing anywhere is probably your best bet. If you're going to sign somewhere, like I said, WWN might be the best because you you could still work elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that those are the unless no, we had one more actually. Mike, did you have it up or? Oh, I did not. You um, did not. Okay. But I don't think we have too many acts. Let's see here. Where is it? <clears throat> Our good friend Ryan asks, "What are your thoughts on Too Cool, and why are they the greatest team?" Dan, um, I don't think they're the greatest team. <gasps> but he just asked why they are. I, I don't have an answer. Oh, jeez. Uh, I like. I mean, are we? I guess we're including Rikishi yeah. in the trio. I remember of course. Too Cool? Yeah. Uh, I like Scotty Tuhati and Rikishi. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Grandmaster Sex Ed. <gasps> um, no, I don't think anybody is. 
No. Um, I liked that moment in the Royal Rumble where Rikishi eliminated them both. Yeah. I liked Scotty Duhati. So you liked that, but you didn't like when Ciampa turned to Gargano. Huh. Nope. This son of a bitch. Some sort of hypocrite. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I bet you're going to love it when Cass turns on Enzo. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I like Scotty Duhati's match with Dean Malenko. Backlash? Yep. Yeah. That was good. Other than that, oh, I like their match with the Ascension. That was good of fun. Of course, that's the that's the highlight of their career. Exactly. Um, Those are my thoughts. Get, <laughs> getting, cool. getting the rub from the Ascension. Uh, too cool is cool. Uh, maybe too, even too, too cool. cool. Um, they're not the greatest team. Uh, I don't have a reason. Uh, they just aren't. Um, but they're they were a lot of fun. Uh, you know, in that they had the great of, dance. Yeah, uh, in that era of. Uh, cool, unique tag teams. They stood out, and they were cool. Too cool. Mike. You look fly today. Thank you. And that's it for a wrestling podcast. No, we still got more questions. We have more questions. Oh, no. oh boy. Uh, from Juicy Brucey or from Ken? From both. Oh, jeez. Ken asks, oh my God. what do you think of some kind of 24-7 championship in WWE? A revival oh. of the hardcore title? Or something similar could be really interesting in the WWE Network age. That, Dan, I was just gonna say it could work. In I the, love yeah. it. I want it. I I wanted I wanted like I guess the WWE Network titles just so like it gives. I think it could give a reason to actually watch the live streams. Yeah, and they can just cut in and out randomly of somebody winning the championship. And I think it could be really good fun. And, and I, I think the gimmick would be send like push alerts. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And like, uh, like tweet it, like, oh, breaking and like, network, yeah. tune in. I mean, the hardcore title when they did the twenty four seven rule. I mean, it was changing hands constantly. Minutes, yeah. Every, <laughs> and somehow, every day, they still like made it kind of valuable because everybody just wanted to hold the, the title. title. Yeah. Uh, and I think they could. It's it, it's literally just for fun that oh, type totally. of title, and I think it's I think it's only a benefit. Yeah, do it. I. I, I, I was just going to say before Dan said it, and uh, I think before you said something about the network, uh, that would be awesome. Do push, like you said, do push notifications. Uh, send in, send in, hey, uh, Darren Young just won the 24-7 title. See, my, uh, here's my dealie. Um, I don't think it should be hardcore. No, it should be yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of 24-7 title. I, yeah. I think it should be the, the network the network championship. Title, the yeah. network championship. Sure. Like like some promotions have the TV championship. Like yeah. Wired TV championship. Yeah. Imagine like uh, watching this is really like, cool. Imagine watching like Table for Three and all of a sudden. Right. And yeah. So like busts in. Yeah. Right. And he cuts in. That's yeah. Do it. That that's incredible. Uh, I know there are several people in WWE Creative who listen to this podcast <laughs> and they should take this idea. I'm telling you, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> what is your dream match that almost happened and just didn't? For example, Sting versus Undertaker, both being in the company at the same time, but never mm-hmm. having the big match. The correct answer to this question is Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I was thinking actually Shawn Michaels versus The Rock, but no. Shawn Michaels and Daniel Bryan. Ow. Also. No, ow, I, I ow, never. Ow. I, that's ow. a that's a match that's talked about so much, but I never wanted it, and I never understood. Probably would have been real good. But yeah, like, but I never understood why that was something that so people were like chomping at the bit for. Hey, I found, it, I found out Michaels. that it's actually champing. Really? Yeah, it's champing at the bit. Chomping is like one of those like. Things were like just over time, it kind of just evolved. Huh. Yeah, it's champing. I don't like it. I'm gonna keep Isn't saying champing. Hey man, um, 
mine is uh, Kurt Angle versus Daniel Bryan, uh, versus Bryan Danielson. But, the rumor at the time was that oh, Angle right, was going to work. One. Was that Angle was going to work PWG? Not a rumor. He was booked. Yeah, he was booked to work PWG, but TNA pulled the booking. Right, because it was right when he went to PWG. Yeah, um, or to TNA. TNA. Right. So he uh, he left he left WWE. WWE. Uh, he was booked to work PWG against Brian Danielson. It would have been incredible, especially in that Rosita crowd. In 2006. Uh, and TNA pulled the booking because he had just signed and they just mm-hmm. didn't want him to work the booking. And that sucks because that would have been an unbelievable... If there's if there's ever a thing as a five-star match, it would have been that. Six. Yeah, Six seven. Stars. Are you going with Rock and uh, yeah, Seamus? Yeah, the Rock and Jonas. <laughs> That's actually cooler than Shawn Michaels and the Rock. Question from With, uh, oh yours was yours was Shawn Michaels and Brian Juicy Brucey. Yeah. Shawn Michaels and Juicy Brucey. Thanks to match. Juicy by God Swivel the Hips Brucey. What are your thoughts on the upcoming women's money in the bank match? How do you foresee the match going? Stoked. I think it's gonna be cool. And it's again it's another mm-hmm. uh another step in the right direction of having the women being right. taken more seriously. Lana runs in and grabs the case, dances about yeah. it. Yeah. Is that what you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah, for sure. Are you being Definitely. serious? Definitely, yeah. I don't sense seriousness in your Oh, no, your no, time. I am. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> no, 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 I am. No. For, definitely. I am stoked uh, for it. I think yeah, no, I think it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> I think there's... I don't know somebody's going to get hurt. Too. I think Carmella... Yeah, gonna, somebody's going to get hurt. I, I think it's going to be Tamina. No, I think Carmella... Why? I think Carmella's on the brink of being at that level. Oh, yeah, she's winning. She's winning the briefcase. And I think there's so much they can do with Ellsworth holding the briefcase. Absolutely. But now, what does it have to do with getting hurt? Yeah. Oh, I I was just saying who I thought was going to win. Oh, well, that wasn't So you thought we were saying that we thought Tamina was going to win? That's what I literally thought you said. (laughs) No, Tamina's going to get hurt. Oh, okay. I said somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, Carmella's going to win. I I don't think that's a question. I think she's winning 100%. Yeah, Tamina might get hurt, yeah. F-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. You know what's happening is Ellsworth is going to climb the ladder and, and go to reach for it. And then, no, but somebody else, somebody's going to toss him off. Lana. He's going to get he's going to get a nice T-bone suplex from Becky Lynch. Probably, yeah. To be right. Off the ladder? Off yes. the ladder. Onto another ladder. Onto Tamina. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when she gets hurt. Tamina. No. We don't actually wish that Tamina gets hurt. No, I just feel like somebody's going to. Yeah. No, I think it's possible. Although I do think this match is going to be really heavily booked. Um, well, I mean, money in the bank matches are usually are. Yeah, uh, but like, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be as spot heavy. I mean, it's going to uh, be a different kind of spot heavy. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. You think they're going to they go all out? And what do you mean by a different kind of yeah. spot heavy? I wouldn't be surprised if it's not as based around if the ladders it's, it's, uh, and more based around storytelling within the match. Can't there be both? There usually is. There can be, but I don't know. I feel yeah, uh, the Money in the Bank match. You usually have a lot of storytelling along with the the big old ladder spots. I guess that's fair. Uh, I think they're going to go all out. I think there's going to be some big surprise. Like I think somebody's diving off the top of the ladder. Oh yeah, Charlotte. Will Charlotte off the ladder. Yeah, Charlotte might do her fucking corkscrew off, off the top yeah. of the ladder to the outside. For fuck's sake. Do you think, I mean, this is, the show's happening in St. Louis, or Orton and Jinder probably will go on last, but do you think there's a possibility this goes on last? They just make a big deal out of it? Yeah, no, I don't think you so. You don't think so? This might open. Yeah. This could I open. I think it's open. I, I, um, was, I mean, one of the Money in the Bank matches are going to open. Yeah. They usually do, because you want to open up with something hot, like, you know, like, 
Nakamura and Ziggler was highly anticipated. That opened up backlash. And Reddit I th- whined about it. Yeah, I, 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 I think, um, I think this is the one that's going to open because I think this is going to might might end up being the most talked about match due to it being the first ever women's uh, Money in the Bank. I don't think it's the first women's ladder match, is it? Mm, no. Yeah, so it's the first women's Money in the, Money in the Bank. That's fair. Um, uh, anything else we have? Yeah, we got more from Juicy Bruce. Oh, boy. Favorite Heidenreich moments? <laughs> uh, I guess him sitting on the top of the fist and reading poetry. Golden Corral. I was about to say Golden Yeah, I don't remember I um, Golden Corral with Doink. Oh, shit. That was great. Yeah, that, um, that's my favorite Heidenreich. I don't know. I really like the moment where he lights Jim Ross. Was that him? No, that was, no, Kane. was Kane. That was Kane. Fuck. No, Heidenreich like, raped Michael Cole. Ra- that's what it was. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I loved when he joined LOD. We know. That's your favorite tag team of all time. Um, so, I yeah, him him wrestling Alabama Doink in a Golden Corral parking lot is the best moment in the history of professional wrestling, let, a, let alone Heidenreich's career. What did you think of the APA gimmick, and do you think something similar will work today? Um... What just just the protection agency? Just, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I thought it was you know clever at the time, and it was uh, it was unique and it worked. It was because cool, you know Bradshaw and Farouk were badasses. Um, if yeah, if done right, I think anything can do be done again. I'm not sure if the exact. I mean, the executive gimmick could work. Uh, I think there are aspects of what they were doing uh, that could work. They were. I don't want to say they were goofy, but they definitely did a lot of comedy stuff. Yeah. Especially with their, like, backstage office and the door that was just a door. Yeah, it was, there was no and office people to always it. walk through yeah. it. Uh, I think something like that uh, could come back. Um, yeah, it, it would work, honestly. Mike? That's it. That's it. Whew. So that is the show for this week. Join us next week. When we review Poland Spring Water Bottles. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dan. So, Where can people find you? You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at Muller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Hey, Chris. Sup? Sup. You know where to follow me. <laughs> and you can see me. <laughs> and you can see me. <laughs> next Saturday, eight days from now, on a farm in Delaware... I torment a fucking death. T O D T O D. Mike, T- where, where can they find you? You can find me next Saturday, eight days away, on a farm in fucking Delaware, for tournament of death. That son of a bitch gunshot. <laughs>